It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. On a Tuesday morning at Wax, good morning, shank of the day, baby. Bob and Jill with you. I can talk a little better than I did on Friday, but uh, we're still trying to get uh, get things squared away. That uh, frog in my throat turned into be a little chest congestion that we're just about cured, but uh, we're gaining on it, and we'll we'll get the chores done today. As we said, Bob and Jill with you on this Tuesday morning. I didn't look up this morning. Is there a moon out there? It's cloudy out. Oh, it's cloudy out. Okay, well, it's cloudy, partly sunny today. Hey, 78, partly sunny. You know what temperature's going to be tomorrow? It's going to be in the 80s. 85. I'm looking... Oh, that'll be awesome. 83 on Thursday. Those little calves are going to be uh, running like crazy. Well, they're they're actually getting hot. Moms get hot because they haven't rubbed off all their hair yet. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So how many calves we got on the ground now? We're at 39. 39. What, do you got about 30 left? <laughs> no, 15 left. Oh, 15. Well, you're, <laughs> geez, you're way ahead of the game. That's, that's a good thing. So, again, uh, good calving weather the next few days. And over the weekend, it looks like it's going to change a little bit. Sunday especially, chance of mixed precipitation and a high, well, we're not going to get 50 degrees on Sunday. But, boy, the next few days are going to be beautiful around our part of the country. we got uh, things going on in the world of uh, agriculture. I see the uh, national outstanding young farmers are from Wisconsin. They are. Kyle and Rachel Zwig from Exonia. You know, I hear Exonia all the time, and I, if I was to go out the parking lot right now and say, okay, drive towards Exonia, I know I'd go southeast because we're in Eau Claire, which is way northwest, but where, which direction? Where is Exonia? I don't even know. I'm not even sure. Uh, I, had well, to, we'll, I had to kind of look it up. but right, We'll check on that, but again, I know it's, uh, but congratulations, uh, a good young farming couple, so we'll tell you more about them. As we go along this morning, we'll also tell you about our weather. We're going to hear a conversation this morning about employee hiring, trouble finding, and uh, keeping workers on the farm. Are they ever going to do anything about H-2A, the guest worker program? I don't know. I don't know, but uh, we'll see. I don't know if they can address that in the farm bill or how they're going to do that, but uh, it needs to be addressed. What else we got going on? We got any calendar going on here? I tell you what, I was in... Pretty much when I left here Friday, and everybody knew that was with us Friday morning, knew I wasn't in very good shape. And uh, I didn't do anything much over the weekend, although yesterday I couldn't resist. I got the convertible out. I put the top down, so the top is down now until October. It'll never go back up. It uh, comes down in April, up in October. I did take a ride around the block, and uh, then I put it away. So the season is underway. That's a good thing. Oh, it is a good thing. It felt good, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to tempt fate too much, so I got her, got her out, got her uh, some of the bugs blowing out of it. And I don't know if there are any mice under the hood or not, but if they are, <laughs> they they're not there now. So we got a lot done. And uh, what else? We got any calendar going on? We do have a few things. We've got the Midwest Horse Fair starting on oh, Friday. Oh, you bet, you bet. I'll be down there for that. I've got to go down to that part of the state for a a funeral on Friday, and then the next day I'm going to go to the. Uh, Midwest Horse Fair shouldn't be too bad on Saturday, around 60, around here, so I assume it'll be pretty decent there. But again, the Midwest Horse Fair, so again, if you see us down there, stop and say hi. It's always fun to walk around there and watch people <laughs> or people spend money like it's water, but uh, other than that, <laughs> it's fun to watch. 
Well, that's isn't that the point of a lot of these things? It's called a hobby. You bet. It's called impulse buying is what it's called. So I'll never forget the time I was down there and I uh, saw this gal. She was walking down the aisle or down the area someplace heading for her truck. She had about a half a dozen halters and lead straps and different stuff, blankets and all kinds of stuff. I said, holy man, you've got, you got uh, your stable set up for the next year or two, don't you? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm good to go. I said, how big is your stable? I've only got one horse. I said, what are you doing with half a dozen halters and horse blankets and uh, ropes? Well, you never know. I might get bigger. <laughs> <laughs> it's impulse buying. I chuckle every time I think about that, but I, I see, talk to a lot of people, and uh, it is, but it's fun. I, I do enjoy it. Beautiful animals, like going to World Dairy Expo. You've got just absolutely beautiful animals there. So, again, if you're a horse fancier at all, World, uh, the Midwest Horse Fair, and then in a week or two after that, we'll be over at the, uh, I don't know if we'll be over there, but it's going on, the Minnesota Horse Expo. So, a lot of spring horse activities going on. So, uh, again, and uh, just a quick heads up, I just put it there today, the uh, Town of Hale Fire Department. They got a pancake breakfast down by Osseo down that way. Actually, they have a charcoal chicken hot dog and pulled pork dinner. When's that? That is on Saturday starting at 4 o'clock until gone. This Saturday, April 15th? April 15th. Oh, oh, geez, I got to get my taxes. I got to talk to my man. I got to get my taxes. Or my woman. I don't know who's doing my taxes, but (laughs) I got to get them done too. Holy man, we got a lot to get at. Let's do it. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, you're going to love it up through Friday, 78 today, partly sunny. Then Wednesday and Thursday, full sun, mid-80s. Friday, partly sunny, 78. And then, uh, oh, not so good when we get to the weekend. Chance of rain on Saturday will be about 60. On a Tuesday morning at Wax, a minute after 5, this is 104.5 FM. W-A-X-X Eau Claire. Find out what's happening. NBC News Radio. I'm Mark Mayfield. President Biden has signed a bill ending the national COVID emergency. Brian Shook reports. The GOP-led resolution was opposed by most Democrats in the House, but the White House has said it would not veto the measure if it made it to Biden's desk. The White House wanted to wind down the national emergency on May 11th. The measure gives states the go-ahead to start winding it down now. I'm Brian Shook. The White House denies that they're trying to protect President Biden from the media by stopping him from answering questions. I hear you. I hear you on the press conference, on a formal press conference. We get this probably every couple of months when you guys ask us about a formal press conference. I don't have anything to share with all of you at this time, uh, and uh, and I'll just, I'll just leave it there. Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre had to fend off this question Monday for the second time in a few days after reporters pointed out recently that Biden had no formal press conferences scheduled. She claimed Biden had answered questions in informal settings and that Biden was diverting from the norm of previous administrations. Reporters at the briefing seemed to scoff inaudibly at her claims. Folks in Louisville, Kentucky, keeping the victims and survivors of Monday's deadly bank shooting in their thoughts, Prayer vigils were held at multiple Louisville churches Monday night after five people were killed and several others were injured. Police said officers exchanged fire with the shooter who was dead. Meantime, officials say there are plans to have a community-wide prayer vigil. 
An expelled Tennessee lawmaker has been reappointed. Justin Jones was one of two black Democrats kicked out of the Tennessee House last week for protesting gun violence on the floor after a deadly shooting at a private Christian school. On Monday, the Nashville City Council voted unanimously to reinstate him. Justin Pearson was also removed, but a vote to reinstate him is scheduled for Wednesday. They've been invited by President Biden to visit the White House. And Rihanna is now the most followed woman on Twitter after surpassing Katy Perry. Rihanna has over 108.2 million followers. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Well, I'm glad to know that. Man, I've been laying awake all night wondering whether Rihanna or Katy Perry was the most followed woman on Twitter. Oh, Lord, a living. That makes national news. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And once again, a news bulletin. If you missed it, Rihanna is now the most uh, viewed person and woman on Twitter. Twitter, more so than Katy Perry. We'll, we'll keep updating that story as we go along because we can't live without that information. The uh, weather well, just a sidelight. Partly sunny 78 today. 80s on Wednesday and Thursday. Should be full sun on Wednesday and Thursday. Friday, 78, partly sunny. Then on the weekend, it's going to cool off. 59 with a chance of rain on Saturday. Then probably won't get out of the 40s on Sunday with some mixed precipitation. Right now, Rice Lake is kind of cool, 37. Medford's 48. Wausau's 43. Marshfield, 51. La Crosse, 57. Milwaukee, also 57. Green Bay at 52. Milwaukee, or Madison and Sun Prairie is 56. And right now... It's a cool but pleasant 44 degrees here in the Chippewa Valley. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's take a look at the numbers this morning, courtesy of Rural Mutual Insurance and Jill Cash Livestock. Choice fed beef steers are 172 to 182 with mixed at 155 to 170. Choice fed beef heifers are 172 to 180 with mixed at 116 to 170. Choice fed Holstein steers are 141 to 153 with select and silage fed steers 110 to 138. Cows are 70 to 93 with a top of 107. Bulls are 96 to 118 with butcher hogs at 45 to 65. Sows are 38 to 44 with boars at 16 to 23. New crop market lambs are 125 to 150 with a, t- uh, with a top of 170. Feeder lambs are 130 to 230. Ewes are 80 to 97. Small goats are 15 to 205. Medium goats are 125 to $205. Large goats are 155 to $425. And nanny goats are 25 to $210. At the Mercantile Exchange, pretty much uh, up across the board. One little glitch in the hogs. We'll get to that. April live cattle, 171.37. That was up 30. June, 163.70, up 60. August also up 60 at 162.90. October cattle, up 45 at 166.52. Feeder cattle for April at 200.92. That's up 30 cents. May at 205.62, up 22. The August contract, 223 even. That's up 40 cents. September feeders, 226.02, up 67. And October at 227.95. That was up 75. April lean hogs, the only down month for the commodities. Uh, uh, April hog, 73.37. That was down 77. May was up 65 at 82.85. June up 97 at 89.15. And July up 87 at 92.15. On the Board of Trade, it was oh, also, I uh, see the, the May crude oil went down 73 cents at 79.97. Another news alert. It's not as big alert as Rihanna and Katy Perry, but... Uh, 
Major Oil is making record profits. Gas prices, I saw in Eau Claire coming in three forty nine a gallon for unleaded. At seventy nine ninety seven a barrel. We're getting ripped off, people. More to trade. Corn was higher. Beans were lower. Lower corn stocks. USDA will have a report tomorrow. July corn overnight up two cents at six thirty three. The oats up a penny at three forty. Wheat up a nickel at six ninety six. July soybeans up twelve at fourteen seventy three. Soybean meal up five eighty a ton at four hundred fifty three dollars and ninety cents. Barrel cheese nine cents lower yesterday. Dollar sixty three. Blocks up two and a half. One eighty five and a half. Butter up three and a quarter at two thirty five. But class three took some more hits yesterday. April down three at eighteen sixty six. May down eighteen at seventeen seventy seven. June down twenty cents, seventeen ninety eight. July down six at eighteen sixty one. August was down six cents at nineteen oh five. So that's where we are this morning as far as our markets and uh, weather and all that sort of stuff is concerned. Again, not a bad morning out there. We're forties, Rice Lake thirty seven, but. Marshfield's 51, Lacrosse 57. On wax here on a Tuesday morning. 44 degrees, partly sunny, 78 today. Wednesday and Thursday, wow. Mid 80s and full sun. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's quarter after five at Wax. Again, 78 today, 85 tomorrow, 83 on Thursday, 78 on Friday. And that's as far as we're going to go right now, because it's going to change for the weekend. But we do have uh, lots of news in agriculture, a lot of numbers. Jill, what's going on? Well, agriculture trade records have been released for the first five months of the fiscal year. That's October through February. According to USDA economist Bart Kenner, we will not be seeing any trade records broken like we saw last year. Exports are high now, but trending lower. The value of agriculture shipments going to other countries is $84.3 billion, and that's up only 1% from a year ago. With agriculture imports, $3 billion lower than exports, but 8% above a year ago, imports are quickly closing the gap between import and export values. February trade numbers were close to even. U.S. DA trade forecast is predicting that imports will overtake exports and create a deficit of $14.5 billion by the end of the year. And the corn exports are down for the first five months of the fiscal year. Corn exports totaled 4.8 billion bushels, down 31% compared to the same time last year. USDA economists gives two reasons for the decline. U.S. corn producers are not very competitive on price, and with the strong U.S. American dollar, and Brazil is providing corn at a lower price. And the global economy is slowing, causing less demand for livestock feed around the world. U.S. corn sales are down this year to China, Japan, Mexico, and Colombia. And let's take a look at that drought coverage area for spring planting crops has gotten much smaller in the past two months. USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey compared U.S. Corn and soybean acres suffering with drought conditions in October and November. And that was 71% in the drought conditions to now 29% of the corn acres and 20% of the soybean acres considered are now considered to be in drought conditions. Far western regions of the Corn Belt, western Iowa and Nebraska, are the areas still suffering with those drought conditions. And we'll uh, check on that. I have cousins at Farm Mountain, western Iowa. I'll have to give them a call 
see how uh, indeed dry it is still out in that part of the country. I thought they had some pretty good snow, but evidently not. Now, tomorrow the USDA will come out with their uh, April numbers. Mainly, the other couple of weeks ago, we had the plant planning perspective numbers, but uh, this is going to be where we're going with grain stocks, and a lot of it will be based on the stuff Joe was just talking about, and uh, those, of course, are the export numbers, export expectations. Brazil had a big crop, and now they're planting their second crop. They grow two crops a year down in Brazil, and they're putting in that second crop, so China would uh, like nothing more than to uh, get rid of us as a supplier for what they need. And uh, they would like to uh, go exclusively to South America. We know China has really helped Brazil with their infrastructure as far as ports are concerned. China, I don't know if they own those ports, but uh, they have really stuck a lot of money into uh, South American ports. So, again, a lot of things going on that uh, we have to uh, keep an eye on. But uh, world trade, not the best, uh, best thing right now, that's for sure. All right, we've got 44 degrees, 78. Can you find employees? Can you keep them when you do find them? We'll hear about that next right here on Wax. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's a challenge that everybody seems to be facing, not just agriculture, trying to find and hire good quality employees. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Jim Versfeveld is a farm management specialist out of Jefferson County with University Extension that's been fielding a lot of calls from farms that are desperately trying to find qualified help. Versfeveld says even when they find that ideal candidate and get them hired, they may fall short of impressing that employee on the very first day. Versfeveld says impressions matter. And he's got some suggestions on how you can keep those quality employees. So, you know, we're still uh, um, kind of plagued with worker shortages across the state. Um, farms are, are certainly having, you know, some challenges. Uh, hopefully the worst of the pandemic is behind us and they're, they're seeing some improvements. But, um, you know, when you look at the statistics across our state, there just aren't enough bodies to fill all the vacancies that that Wisconsin have has and so you know farms are definitely feeling that pinch. Yeah and it's not just farms like we said it's all facets of agribusiness. Now Jim you have uh, done a very good collective uh, presentation of some of the things that we might overlook when it comes to not only attracting those higher level employees but keeping them and really it starts at that very first meeting doesn't it? Absolutely. You know, when you think about the first day of work on a, on a new job, people are excited, they're optimistic, the the stress of the job search is over, and, and so, you know, they have a lot of enthusiasm. And so what I'm trying to do as, with the farm managers that I work with is to have them capitalize on those feelings by creating a, a great first day. Um, when you think about individuals starting a new job, they've very likely told their family, they've told their friends, you know, that they're starting a new job. And so people are going to ask, how did it go? And to to have a great story to tell on that first day is, is probably more important than, than many managers realize. And there are some very simple items that I think once you explain them, it makes sense to bring them up in conversation. It's more than just the paperwork shuffle that you want managers paying attention to with that first-time employee. 
Absolutely. I mean, obviously, getting people set up on your payroll system is important. It's important to get people paid, but there's so much more to that first day. And honestly, the paperwork itself won't create that lasting impression that you're that you're tr- trying to create on day one. People start to formulate opinions about the position that they've signed up for immediately, right on that day one. And so, you know, make sure that it's not just filling out HR forms. Some simple guidelines, Jim, for people like me that have employees and you may struggle to try to figure out how you can keep them longer. This first day experience and what happens in that first week really resonates with retention. And it's as simple as where's the bathroom, where's the lunchroom. I mean, things that we kind of take for granted if you've been around a place for a while. Right, absolutely. I think it's I think it's a great opportunity to give employees a tour around the farm. Um, I don't think that managers always realize the value of um, a full understanding of the kind of the layout and, and where things are. Meeting coworkers, meeting other people, um, making sure that you know you've made those connections, particularly with key leaders on your farm. Um, that they can go to and and ask the questions that they're that they're likely going to have. So yeah, that that first day is is so important beyond um, you know just getting people um, to complete the paperwork. It's important to kind of introduce them to your workplace culture. You've hopefully put in great efforts to you know make a, a welcoming, positive, and cult- culture for your employees. And it's, it's important for new hires to see that right away. And let's talk a little bit more about um, the next step. I mean, uh, helping them understand uh, the lay of the land. Give them the five phases, so to speak, of onboarding that you are generally trying to guide people on, Jim. Sure. So uh, it's the initial welcome. Um, I think one of the most disheartening people, things for people who are on their first day of the job is to show up and nobody knows that they're coming. So make sure that you spread the word to your team. Make sure that everybody is as excited as you are to have that position filled and to have somebody joining the team. And then, you know, don't forget the general information and procedures. As you mentioned, Pam, you know, um, where's the lunchroom? Where, where do I, where's the restroom facilities? Where do I put my stuff? You know, those simple things are important. Cover the basics of, of work time and pay, so make sure that they understand um, how to track their time, um, when they'll be paid, how paychecks are distributed, um, and then do a high level of the job itself. Your expectations for the job, what someone successful in that role might uh, look like, you know, as, as far as your expectations, performance, and then I would say Last and and certainly not least is it's a great time to touch on employee safety, and when you approach safety with a new hire, I wouldn't you know rattle off rules, but more so show your commitment that the worker, you know, leaves at the end of the day in the same condition that they arrive in the morning, and that's that's really important. One of the mistakes that I see farm managers make sometimes is is just assuming that new workers will figure it out. Um, and we're seeing more and more that workers coming to a farm setting may not have farm experience. They may not be familiar with 
um, operating equipment or working with livestock. Um, so it's important. Uh, the good employees are just too valuable and too hard to find to not um, take make sure that opportunity on day one is is a really positive one. Jim Verswaywood is with us today talking a little bit about trying to make sure that when you get a good employee in the door that you are retaining them through simple things like explaining what they do. And you make a good point there, Jim, about the lack of agriculture background some of our employees may have, uh, the lack of understanding the culture in agriculture. What other suggestions have you typically made, not just to farms, but again, agribusinesses? One thing that pops to mind for those that really are not familiar with animal agriculture is a buddy system or maybe somebody else that can mentor them on a day-to-day basis. Help us troubleshoot our way through some of those kinds of challenges because I think many farms... Uh, you know, they're so busy on their own, they, they just want their employees to kind of jump in and get going. Absolutely. You know, I'm a big fan of, of a mentor program or a buddy system where you're partnering a new hire with a more experienced uh, employee. The only caveat to that and the only caution I would give to farm managers is be really choosy about your mentors because you want someone who has a positive outlook on the farm has has an upbeat personality so that, uh, again, that experience that that new hire is having is the one that you want them to have versus somebody who's grumbling and complaining and, and perhaps kind of set them off for, for not the best, uh, best start on your farm. And again, that's our Pam Yankee visit with Jim Ver- Versweveld. Uh, it's not Smith or Olson. It's Versweveld, who uh, works in the employee hiring and job retention industry. Challenges and tips for getting workers and uh, keeping them on the farm. Almost 5.30 in the morning. We'll catch up with Rocky and find out what's going on at Premier Livestock early in the week. Agriculture. It's the Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Let's go to Rocky over there at Premier Livestock in the Withy area. And uh, you're are you a technology slave? No. Well, not really, but I've kind of been forced into it. you got to catch up with what your kids are doing, but, huh? But between business and keeping up with the kids, yes. If I had a choice and I didn't have to be on any of it, I probably wouldn't be. Okay, yeah, I know. It. It's uh, getting to be something in this world, that is for sure. Well, it does help, though. I mean, the cattle industry, selling cattle has changed with these... Uh, operations people can bid it from home yeah no that's uh that's been a big good thing yeah it really has so technology used right is a wonderful thing well let's find out uh, how the sale go yesterday over there at premier uh thank you bob uh good morning everyone uh this is how yesterday auction shaped up big run on a monday uh we sold 1100 head of livestock uh everything was good guys markets are excellent uh fed cattle traded stronger high choice and prime holstein steers 138 to 154 uh select and low choice 127 to 137 choice beef steers and heifers uh they traded kind of from uh the good ones from 160 to 166 market cows stronger High yielding cows from ninety five to a dollar nine. Most cows seventy eight to ninety four. High yielding bulls from a dollar five to a dollar twenty five. Certified organic market cows sold yesterday mostly from a dollar eleven to a dollar thirty six. 
calf market. Pretty well smoking on the calves here, guys. Newborn Holstein bull calves sold mostly from 175 to $390 a piece on the Holsteins. I mean tons and tons of calves. Holstein bull calves over $300. Uh, lots of them, lots of them pushing 400 bucks. Uh, beef calves 175 to $555 a piece on the, the beef cross calves. Uh, today, Tuesday, we got a regular feeder cattle auction. We do have our special feeder cattle auction. Looks to be a really big one next week. Uh, then uh, this week, Wednesday, we got our dairy cattle auction. Two complete herd dispersals. Herd number one, we got 100 Holstein parlor freestall cows, 83 pound average, 150 cell count. Herd two, we got 55 cows. Holstein, Red Holstein, Fleck V Cross, and a really nice lineback. They're going to have an 82 pound average, 120 cell count. Freestall flat barn parlor, lots and lots of an exceptional quality loads of fresh parlor freestall cows. Some of the nicest ones, guys. I mean, we saw a lot of good cattle, but we got some rippers coming for this week. Uh, many of them are going to be registered from a lot of our top consigners. Uh, very impressive lineup for Wednesday. Questions on marketing your livestock? Call us at Premier 715-229-2500. Uh, like I said, lots more detailed information on our website at premierlivestockandauctions.com. And that's how it shaped up, Bob. Don't forget your sunscreen here the next few days now. Yeah. Well, that'll be quite a change. I know it will. Enjoy it. We'll talk to you in the morning. Will do. See you, You bet. There goes Rocky over at Premier Livestock. And they're in the Withy area, and they're brought to you by On Wax, another one of our good sponsors. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And Mike Dandrews joins us now and again, Northside Elevator in Loyal. Their prices today in Loyal, corn 625, beans 1451 at their Arcadia Elevator, corn 624, the beans 1463. Well, Mr. Dandre, I hope you're happy with yourself, because I'm happy with you. <laughs> well, good, because uh, it felt like spring was never going to get here, Oh, huh? my goodness. <laughs> Did you put your uh, stocking cap away for the summer? I put it away, and I, I think I'll be okay without it. Now, right. we do have a cool-down heading our way this weekend, but the next couple of days will be well, downright hot for this time of year. Oh, it felt good yesterday, man. Well, if you like that, you're going to like what's coming the next couple of days, too. That Get that convertible out and going, Bob. Got it out yesterday. Good, good, because, yeah, today you'll have more sunshine. You'll have temperatures in the upper 70s. Tomorrow, potentially some record-breaking heat as we top out in the low to mid-80s. Thursday, another day filled with sunshine, upper 70s, maybe low 80s again. Then Friday, starting off mostly sunny, but we may have a few chances at some showers. Still warm, 75 but then looking at Saturday, that's where we have that cool down heading our way. Chances for showers, and that's where we have temperatures holding steady, mostly into the 50s. Sunday, even cooler, partly sunny, a few more chances at some showers, and we'll have highs only into about the mid-40s. And for Monday, we'll have more sunshine making a return, but still breezy with those winds out of the northwest. And that'll keep our temperatures, again, into the upper 40s and low 50s. Right now, though, we have a temperature of 44 degrees and some thin clouds in the area right now. We'll take the thin clouds, so it's going to be 78. I was going to say, some thin clouds, keeping it, we may have some filtered sunshine, but we're quiet, so. Oh, that's for sure, and I'm going to love it. Hey, you have a good one. We'll talk to you in the morning. You have a better one, Bob, all right? Oh, what a guy. Thank you. Mike Dandry over there at Skywarn 13. As we look at our news and weather on wax. Brought to you by Ag Country Farm Credit Services. 
Owning livestock can be a tricky business at times. The insurance team at Egg Country Farm Credit Services understands, which is why we work with ranchers every day to help mitigate risk. So whether you're looking for protection against price declines or loss of gross margin, Egg Country can help you. Livestock revenue protection is available for cattle, dairy, and swine. Learn more about your options by contacting your local Egg Country office. Want to stop engine problems before they start? Pick up a can of Seafoam Motor Treatment. Seafoam helps engines start easier, run smoother, and last longer. Just pour it in your fuel tank. Seafoam is available where automotive products are sold. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. About 23 minutes before 6 o'clock, and uh, let's get to the newsroom. Morgan McCarthy is here. i got to ask you a question. Here. Oh, no. No, no. Oh, question. no, Bob. I heard, uh, I heard Alex talking about Oli from Boysville. Oh, yeah, yeah, the hiring. Oli. Yeah, what is yeah. it? That's so, not a Norwegian spice company, is it? Well, it, I'm the Norwegian spice in Boysville, oh, mister. You back right that, off that. That's a sharp spice. So it used to be called API, and yeah. just, they make like powdered cheeses and that kind oh, of thing. Okay. So that's why sometimes when you go into Boysville, it smells like uh, Kraft macaroni and cheese. Oh. So depending on what they're making or condensing there, the town kind of smells different. Sometimes like Whoppers, like that malt powder. Ooh, that's not wrong yeah, that. so they make a lot of those like powdered seasonings and cheeses. Oh, that's good. They're looking mm-hmm. for help. They, they must, sure that, are. That's a good sign. They got business. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, powdered cheese. We can use it for so many things Boy, in Wisconsin, sure. right? Crank that out. Yeah. What is Oli? O H L-Y. Oli, yep. Okay. Yep. Well, got that solved anyway. And that's what you say when you roll through Boysville. Holy man, what a town, right? <laughs> well, we're not going to roll through Voiceville this morning, We're gonna, but we're going to get the news from Voiceville's best. What's going on? Well, good morning. Now, here's what we're learning today, of course, starting with heavy hearts as we continue to honor those lives lost, now faces to go with names, and lives remembered. The police officer slain in Saturday's shootout in Barron County, our 32-year-old Chatech officer Emily Breedenbach, 23-year-old Cameron officer Hunter Scheel, and this is Barron County Sheriff Chris Fitzgerald from the podium. It's tragic. It's terrible. We shouldn't have to be here and talk about this, but we have to time and time again across this country. We've had tragic events here in Barron County. Nothing like this. Breedenbach and Shield exchanged shots with a man identified as 50-year-old Glenn Douglas Perry, who died later at a hospital. Now, according to the State Division of Criminal Investigation, they were conducting a traffic stop based on a warrant and to check Perry's welfare following notification of concerning behavior. Away from that and into other headlines, we go to the Capitol, where there seems lawmakers are back at it and back and forth. As you might imagine, politics rounding the bases here, and it has to do with AmFam Field. Assembly Speaker Robin Voss says he doesn't want to play games and spend millions of dollars in taxpayer money on the Brewers' ballpark. But what does he want to do? Well, John DeMaster tells us. But he is looking to put Democratic lawmakers on the spot. Voss yesterday said he wants a separate vote on the ballpark plan so Democrats from Milwaukee can't vote no then get all the benefits of keeping the Brewers in Milwaukee. The Brewers need between $300 million and a half billion dollars for stadium renovations. Voss says he wants to work a deal that's good for the team and good for taxpayers. 
I'm John DeMaster. Well, gas prices seem to like to go in one direction. If you've been at the pump or maybe, Bob, filling a convertible up during this weather, you know they're on the rise. AAA says the average price for a gallon of regular in Eau Claire hanging out at about three forty-eight. That's what we saw on signs coming in this morning. Also on the rise, well, probably your spirits with this warmer weather, but the water as well. Chippewa River parts on the rise with the city yesterday closing parts of the Chippewa River Trail as those low-lying areas are starting to flood. And on this Tuesday, who's a good boy? Well, let those cats and puppies know they're the best. It's National Pet Day. And Mark Today, has it. April the 11th, marks National Pet Day across the U.S. Pet owners are encouraged to give their cats extra catnip, their dogs extra treats, and to spend some bonding time with their bunnies. I'm Mark Mayfield. And we head it back to the barn with Bob Bosold, Joe Welke, and your Midwest Farm Report on Wax 104.5. And I will say it because every morning I look it up. I mm-hmm. check the crude oil price. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, May crude oil went down seventy-three cents a barrel. It's now at seventy-nine ninety-seven. I'll go on the record, and this is my opinion, not the opinion of the station or our newsroom or anybody else. The major oil companies are ripping us off at the pump and making excessive profits. I don't seventy nine ninety seven. It's not even eighty dollars a barrel. I don't even think uh, anybody feels like there are oil execs who are struggling to make ends meet. I can tell you that. No, I know it. They just uh, it's oil, boy. Tell you, you know, and I've never been a up until now. I haven't been a big, you know. I, it's fine. Uh, electric cars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this keeps up. I'm gonna I'm gonna be looking at it, and I would think that the. You know, this is where the electric car movement should really, really jump on putting stations around the country for charging and all that sort of stuff, because this is ridiculous. It's getting to be a little Uh, more painful all the time, but I can tell you, you can get your electric car, but I think I'm more in the bike category. I'm going to have to start hustling and pedaling again, just like my mom told me to do when I was a kid. I know. Get out there and use your legs. Yep, we had those bikes, that's for sure, but uh, not good. So anyway, take care of that hound you got in the newsroom. (laughs) You? You going to come see me later? I'll be in. You got a treat for me? Hey, you're an old dog, but I think there are more tricks (laughs) up your leg, Bob. (laughs) Thanks, Morgan. Morgan McCarthy in the newsroom on this National Pet Day, 18 minutes before 6 at Wax. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 16 minutes now before 6 o'clock. Again, we're about 44 degrees. We're going about 78 today. And we mentioned earlier that our outstanding national outstanding young farmers are from Wisconsin. Jill, tell us a little bit more about them. Well, they are Kyle and Rachel Zweig of Exonia, and that is down by Milwaukee. I had to look it up to figure it out. It's down by Oconomowoc and Johnson Creek down that way. And the Zwigs received the award earlier this spring. They are seventh-generation family farmers that milk about 70 cows using robotics and operate 1,500 acres of cropland with the help of technology. According to Kyle, conservation practices and adaptation of new technologies were the driving forces that led them to the title. Kyle now is learning more about the using drones on the farm with an interest in implementing an autom- autonomous TMR mixer in the next five years. This summer, the, Z- the Zwigs will be hosting the Watertown Agribusiness Club's June Dairy Breakfast. And that brings me to the point that... Uh we haven't seen the list from around our area of June Dairy Breakfast. So if you got one coming up in your county, we've got Dunn County, which will be coming up towards the end of the month. But uh, the other... 
dairy breakfast. I haven't heard from Barron County. I haven't heard from, uh, you know, Buffalo or Pepin or any of those yet. But, again, as you get your dairy and, you you know, you're putting the finishing plans on it, and I realize that. But as you get them done, send us a note. Someone on the committee, please. Uh, waxbob at gmail.com. Give us, uh, you know, the site and where it's going to be and uh, time and all that sort of stuff. So, we can uh, get our schedules squared away because June Dairy Breakfasts are a fun time to get out, and it really brings the community out. Uh, I know it started off with a bang last year over in uh, Barron County, up in the western part of the county. It was a turnaway crowd, and I don't think everybody got fed. There were so many people that turned out on a beautiful Saturday morning. So, again, June Dairy Breakfast season is coming up. So if you got one uh, in your county, you're on the committee, or you know somebody on the committee, Tell them to send us an email with all the details, please. Waxbob at gmail.com. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We've got markets we're going to get to, but, Jill, a few things coming up on the calendar now that Easter weekend is over. We uh, have some more meetings before we get to spring planning and more get-togethers, breakfast. What's going on? Well, I'm going to bring up the Mill Wheel Show Clinic, and that is Saturday and Sunday, starting at 8.45 till about 3 o'clock, and that's at Judd and Trish Brown's place in Strom, Wisconsin. It's on Roskus Road. You need to RSVP by email, or you can just call Trish Brown for uh, reservations, 715-533-4402, and they're going to have a mill wheel show clinic, and then they're going to ha- practice dairy judging on Sunday at 3 o'clock at the same place. Oh, good, good, so good, good. Get the kids ready for the fair season. Absolutely. And uh, we mentioned before that the charcoal chicken hot dogs and pulled pork supper on su- on Saturday at the Hale Fire Station in Pleasantville. That starts at 4 o'clock until gone. And they are even having a dance afterwards. So. Oh, really? I'll get my, I won't be here. Darn it. Otherwise, like, my dance card is completely open. I would have went down there and filled it up. Shoot. And um, the youth turkey hunt is happening this weekend, the 15th and the oh, 16th. So. All right. So get the kids out there and uh, hunt safely. All right. We've got, uh, what, uh, 11 minutes before 6 o'clock. we got to get to some market. Let's go south. Let's head on down to Sparta Equity and hear from Hut Eman. Fed cattle selling steady today with the higher than choice beef steers and heifers 166 to 175. The choice and select beef steers and heifers 155 to 165. The beef and dairy cross steers 150 to 165. The higher than choice Holstein steers 147 to 155. Topping at 155 and a quarter. Choice and select Holstein steers 136 to 146 with the unfinished steers. Heifers and heavy steers 135 and down. Cow market steady with the high-yielding cows 92 to 107. Cutters and utilities 76 to 91 with a low-yielding and canner cows 75 cents and down. Organic market today with the results from the April 10th sale with the high-yielding cows 148 to 168. The thin and small organic cows 122 to 147. The organic steers and heifers 150 to 175. Bull market steady. Most bulls bringing 95 to 110 with the thin, full of bulls over 10 discounted at 94 cents and down. Calves today sold by the pound with a steady market. With quality Holstein bull calves bringing 170 to 320. The quality Holstein heifer calves 80 cents to 180. The quality beef calves $3 to 450. And the light and poor quality calves 10 to 80 cents per pound. Just a reminder our next sale will be Wednesday, April 12th, starting at 10 a.m. with fed cattle followed by bulls, cows, and calves. 
This is Hot Amon at Equity Livestock in Sparta with this marketing update, and we thank you for your business. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's get over to the Equity Stratford sale barn. Jerry Fitzgerald is with us, and what are you going to do special for your hounds today, Jerry? Well, good morning to you, Bob. Well, our little guy out, he's already had his breakfast. He's taking his little nap, so, you know. <laughs> kind, of sounds like his, kind of sounds like his older. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But, you know, we, we can kind of take a take a little lesson from our pets. You know, they're kind of laid back. You know, they can, don't have to worry about all the stupid stuff that's going on in the world. And uh, don't have, like you said before, you got worrying about paying taxes. So I think we ought to take a little lesson from our pets and kind of get laid back a little bit, you know. Yeah, I think so. So we'll... Yeah, I got to get my taxes paid this week. I got to check and see how my tax. I hope the tax preparer isn't finding problems. That's for sure. I don't. Oh, taxes! What a what a wonderful thing. Well, the markets are a little whole lot better than the taxes, aren't they? Well, they certainly are. Uh, we better tell the folks about that, and I'll do that. Bob, thank you, and good morning, everyone. A summary from yesterday, Monday here at Equity Stratford, a very busy Monday again yesterday. Uh, we'll start with a cow market. These are conventional-type cows, and uh, high-yielding fleshy cows yesterday, Holstein cows selling from uh, 92 to 102. Most of the cows in yesterday's auction selling from 72 to 92. Thinner cows, white carcass cows, below the $70 money, and not too many of those. Anyway, we'll sell the organics today. We'll move on to the bulls yesterday, better quality bulls, a dollar to a dollar ten. Uh, lighter weight bulls on 98 in back. On the Fed cattle trade, choice grading Holstein steers, uh, mostly from uh, 137 to 147. Select cattle under finished cattle, 132 and below. Calf market continues to be very, very strong, folks. Uh, I know some folks, uh, calves are just a byproduct, but, uh, you got to take care of them, and you got to know what they're worth. So, uh, these good quality ninety to one hundred and thirty pound Holstein bull calves yesterday, one seventy five up to a top of three seventy. A lot of bull calves over three hundred yesterday. Uh, heifer calves better demand on these heifer calves last couple of weeks, uh, selling yesterday from eighty to one eighty on the heifer calves. Beef calves again very very strong from three hundred to five fifty with a top at five sixty. And like I said, folks. Make sure you know what your calves are worth when you're marketing because they're worth a lot of money now. It is definitely worth the extra time. Uh, I do want to stress, though, they're not paying this kind of money for these young little lightweight calves, but these good, strong 90-pounded calves up and above, very strong market. Anyway, we are moving ahead to Tuesday here, 10 o'clock start time this morning with the hay and bedding auction here in Stratford. We do have oat straw available today. I know not too many people make an oat straw. we got small squares of oat straw. You're looking for that. Also have round bales of first crop and uh, round bales of second crop. So that'll be part of the hay sale today at 10 o'clock. 11 o'clock today will be the market auction. Like I said before, we do sell organic market cows on Tuesday, followed by the conventional type cows. Uh, full marketing day tomorrow, of course, featured by the feeder cattle auction. That'll be at 1230 start time on Wednesday. We do have some very top quality red Angus cattle as part of the sale for that tomorrow. And don't forget, one week from today will be the next dairy sale here in Stratford. And uh, we do have a complete herd dispersal, about 150 head of milk Holstein cows for that sale next week. Uh, information on our website, certainly check that out. Put that on your calendar for next when next Tuesday, I uh, mean to say, April 18th, 11 o'clock. And uh, that'll be our next dairy auction. So, Bob, we'll turn it back to you, and I see uh, spring must be arrived. Folks, Bob's got his short sleeve shirt on today, so... Uh, we can take, what, 70-something today? Yeah, 78 today, 85 tomorrow, 83 on Thursday, 78 on Friday. Not bad. You enjoy it. We'll talk to you in the morning. 
I'm glad you didn't bring in uh, Sunday and Monday's forecast no, high. No, we didn't <laughs> need that, that's for sure, because they're not anywhere near what we're going to have uh, the next couple of days, that's for sure. Jerry, over at Stratford. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And Mark is brought to you by Synergy Co-op in Ridgeland. Board of Trade, corn was higher yesterday, beans were lower, lower corn stocks, and the USDA report coming out tomorrow. Overnight, July contracts, July corn up two cents, six thirty-three. The oats up a penny at three forty. The wheat up a nickel at six ninety-six. July soybeans up twelve at fourteen seventy-three, and July meal up five eighty a ton at four hundred fifty-three dollars and ninety cents. Country elevator prices: Northside Elevator Loyal Location corns at six and a quarter with beans at fourteen fifty-one. Arcadia Location corns at six twenty-four with soybeans at fourteen sixty-three. At Wheat and Grain, Chippewa Falls and Connersville location, corn's at 605 with soybeans at 1440. On the DTN screen, corn at Golden Plump today, 621. Baldwin, 613. The beans, 1440. Corn at Durant is 610. Beans, 1435. Mondovi and Elmwood have corn at 615 a bushel. Beans and Mondovi, 1440. Elmwood, 1445. Fall Creek, 604 and 1415. Osseo, corn, 620. Beans, 1445. And Elk Mound, Corn is six fourteen, beans fourteen forty one at Sparta six ten and fourteen forty four. Ellsworth beans six dollars corn rather six dollars even. The beans fourteen fourteen ethanol plants. Boyceville six thirty three. Stanley corn at six twenty nine. New Richmond six twenty four. Barrel cheese down nine a dollar sixty three. The blocks up two and a half one eighty five and a half. Butter was up three and a quarter yesterday at two thirty five. Class three were lower. April down three eighteen sixty six. May down eighteen at seventeen seventy seven. June down twenty at seventeen ninety eight. July down six eighteen sixty one. April also down six nineteen oh five. And again, a beautiful day today. Partly sunny, high of seventy eight. We're well into the forties right now. So enjoy it. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi. And the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.